0: Welcome in the Locked On Phillies In today's episode we talk about an awesome weekend for your fighting phils at home. They take 3 from the Colorado Rockies. They win that series and now they're only a game away from being able to make it back to 500. A little bit of a hot streak for them. We'll see if they can keep it going, but we'll talk about the weekend that was for the Phillies and some of the heroes in the three victories all on today's Locked On Phillies. <laughs> Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. NBC Sports Philly on the TV, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies, part of the Lock On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? This game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in all caps, in the game so go ahead and check out our friends over at ultimate baseball gm now tell you who looks like the ultimate baseball gm after this weekend dave dombrowski because he's done some excellent work acquiring talent for this team and the young players showed up and showed out a lot of the dave dombrowski moves have been looking good at points this season whether it's um, calling up and homegrown guys when they're ready in what Dave Dabrowski did at the start of the year with Bryson Stott last year. Sticking with certain guys or sending them down and bringing them back up like he's handled it at Alec Bone. Acquiring guys like Nick Castellanos through free agency. Kyle Schwarber through free agency. Uh, acquiring Edmundo Sosa through a trade. Acquiring Brandon Marsh through a trade. Uh, Dave Dabrowski, he is an ultimate GM. He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day because of it. Technically, he's president of baseball operations, but it works with the title of our title sponsor. So you get what I'm saying. But let's break down what went down. In today's or today's, this weekend's Philadelphia Phillies games, uh, as I get the camera all adjusted there on YouTube. By the way, make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on the YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcast, throw that like, throw that follow, all that good stuff. Appreciate that. Continuing to grow the lock on Phillies army. So appreciate everyone jumping in. Now, I already talked to you about the shutout in the opening game of the series. The Phillies lost 5 nothing to the Rockies on Thursday. Uh, and then Friday, uh, they took on the Rockies with Aaron Nola on the mound, and it was a bit of a rough start for Aaron Nola. Well, uh, I guess I'm putting that a little bit lightly because he ended up giving up three runs in the first inning. Ryan McMahon hit a three-run homer, scored Chris Bryant, scored Charlie Blackman, just like that. Aaron Nola has not been, made it out of the first without giving up three runs to the Rockies, and you're like, oh, here, here we go again. And then uh, the Phillies seen Noah Davis, who was – Looking pretty good early, but in the bottom of the fourth, uh, you got in a situation where uh, Nick Castellanos was uh, was dancing down the line, and he – was this the balk at that? I'm going ahead and I'm looking. So much stuff runs together when there's three games in a weekend. I'm used to that whole being being a whole series. But, yes, Nick Castellanos uh, went ahead and scored on the uh, Noah Davis balk in the bottom of the fourth when he was dancing around on third, uh, kind of like he did. Uh, a couple times earlier on in the season where they weren't covering him at third base, so he went down the line further. I believe it was against the Reds that he was doing it uh, a bunch. But, yeah, so Nick Castellanos draws the ball, gets four to one. Uh, and then later on in the inning, Jake Cave hit like a little bit of a chopper uh, to third base. Brandon Marshford coming down the line for third to make it three to two. So the Phillies back in this thing. Aaron Nolan is still pitching uh he actually ended up not having an awful game when everything was all said and done it was a bad start but he settled in which has been a trend for philly's pitchers lately now what we would like is not having the bad start and just being settled from the get-go but when you get a final line of seven full innings pitch only allowing four hits three runs three earned those both coming or all coming i should say in the first inning three walks three strikeouts that's not great but he battled. He got through seven. He pitched seven full innings, and he gave the Philadelphia Phillies a chance to win. So that's not bad by Aaron Nola and clearly settled in uh, after that rough first inning. But part of the reason that he was able to settle in, well, the Phillies scored those two runs in the fourth. They kept them scoreless, uh, good defense, good pitching. And then Kyle Schwarber in the seventh got Aaron Nola off the hook for the loss by hitting a solo shot to right field. It was a bullet that uh, – Barely cleared the wall, but got hit plenty hard enough. Just wasn't very high, but he got out of there and tied up at three. So Noah left the game uh, in the top of the seventh, or I guess he completed the top of the seventh. And then in the eighth, Edmundo Sosa took over. Edmundo Sosa got into a situation where JT Ramudo was over there at, uh, at third base. He hit a little humpback liner to left field. Jerks and Profar tried to come in on it and couldn't get there. JT Romuto had doubled earlier and stole third, uh, following the double. And then Sosa hit the little humpback liner, drops in, in front of Jerkson Profar, who trapped the ball. Romito scores. And then in the ninth inning, um, two of the outs were to Edmundo Sosa, the second and third outs of the game. One was absolutely torched. I believe it was McMahon again who hit it. And Edmundo had to jump up and make a play on a line drive. And then Final batter of the game was fisted, hit it right to Sosa for an easier play, much easier play. So he's got this weird uh, gear in him, Edmundo Sosa does, where he's kind of like when you see a great shooter in basketball or a streaky shooter in basketball, like I think about Clay Thompson. Now, Edmundo Sosa to Major League Baseball is not what Clay Thompson is to the NBA. Clay Thompson was like an all-world defender, part of the great dynasty of this era in the Golden State Warriors, this, that, and the other thing, one of the top probably five three-point shooters to ever live, uh, and he gets covered because Steph Curry's on his team, who was the greatest three-point shooter to ever live. That, so it's not a perfect comparison. My point is Edmundo Sosa is good on a day-to-day basis, but then there are times where like the end of the game comes around And he like, he'll hit a home run, go out in the field, make like three plays. The ball just finds him. He has another big at bat. Big moments seem to find in Mundo Sosa. And he delivers more often than not. And when he does, he then goes out into the field and the ball happens to get hit at him. And uh, I don't know. He has this weird like heat check thing where it's like when a player is playing well in basketball and a shooter is going really, really good. Uh, ball just finds their hands and they'll, they'll shoot from like 40 feet, 50 feet, forever back. Like Edmundo Sosa just seems to, when things are going well for him, they compound in a positive manner. I don't know what that is. It's not something that you could probably uh, attribute anything to on a stat sheet or even all the analytics they have surrounding baseball. I don't think there's anything that you could do to go ahead and point to why that happens. But he has a little bit of baseball heat check in him, Edmundo Sosa does. So that's, that was good to see. And the Phillies go ahead and win that game. So you're like, all right, okay. You split the first two games. Now you have a chance to split the series or guarantee a split of the series if you win game two. And you give yourself an opportunity again to win the series if you win the final three games. And you had Christopher Sanchez going the next game, so that was going to be the tough one. You had Zach Wheeler throwing the final game, so you felt pretty good about your chances there. But Kyle Freeland against Christopher Sanchez was the pitching match for game two of this series. And uh, believe it or not, the 4-3 game on Friday night, uh, was replicated in a very similar manner on Saturday with a four three final in favor of the Phillies as well. I'll tell you how I got how I got there. I didn't play. How they got there in just a second as we run down what happened in Game Three of the series, Game Two of the weekend. In just a second as we continue this episode of Lock On Phillies. But first, I want to tell you more about our title sponsor, Ultimate Baseball GM. Uh, Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I've played in a long time. Absolutely awesome. I absolutely love it. I've always thought I could be a uh, baseball general manager or president of baseball operations like Dave Dombrowski, make all these moves, handle the team day-to-day operations. Uh, it turns out it's not as easy as it looks. Not as easy at all. Okay? If you've had the same thought, you have to go ahead and try this out. You got to check out what it's like to manage your own franchise. Go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons, uh, leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty in the simulation where you're responsible for all kinds of things. you got to set up a lineup. you got to get the players to set up a lineup through trades and drafting and international signings. You have to get the manager. You have to get the staff. You have to get sponsorship deals and all of that stuff and different types of cuts and roster decisions, everything you could ever think that a president of baseball operations or a general manager would do. That's the stuff you're responsible there for. And it's all in, uh, it's completely free, playable offline. So you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. It's amazing. So you want to check it out now. And guess what? If you're not totally sold, Here's what I'll sell you. Locked on Phillies listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise. So you can skip that awkward step where you're learning to play a game. No, you get a 100% free boost off the bat when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Uh, To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, let's start to talk about game Three of the four game set between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Colorado Rockies. I got to make sure I have the right game up here because same exact score as that Friday game. A 4 3 victory for your Philadelphia Phillies, which, hey, you don't see that too often. The same score back to back days. Cool. We're good with that. But the way they went about it, slightly different. So Christopher Sanchez started for the Philadelphia Phillies and actually. Pretty solid start through two innings, and in the bottom of the second inning, the Philadelphia Phillies got on the board first. Nice to see them score first in this game, as opposed to giving up three in the first inning, like Aaron Nola and the Phillies did on Friday. But Nick Castellanos, who had not homered yet this year and was in the midst of his longest streak of his career to start a season without hitting a home run, hit a homer out to left field. Thank goodness, 378 feet. Believe it or not, there's a drive to deep left center field, <laughs> and that'll make it a one nothing ball game. Castellanos that'll always 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 be what happens when you see a home run by Nick Castellanos to left center field from now until eternity but yes he finally did it finally saw Castellanos first home run and it wasn't like he was having a bad year to this point like Castellanos had been good to this point in the season he just hadn't left the yard yet he did get some help on uh on Saturday because the wind was pushing the ball out the left field it was windy it didn't look too warm. I wasn't down at the game. Uh, I had some stuff going on with uh, the Sixers who finished off a playoff series. A little bit more basketball talk on today's Locked on Phillies. But uh, it looked like it wasn't totally warm out, and the wind was definitely pushing the ball out to left field. More on that a little bit later. But Nick Castellanos hit that home run to put the Phillies up one to nothing, And then the Colorado Rockies got one back in the top of the third. Jerks and Profar uh, grounded out to uh, Trey Turner at short. So a little fielder's choice. Uh, scoring Trejo and tied up in one one. That's fine. You'll take that through three innings uh, with Christopher Sanchez on the mound, but they weren't through three innings just yet. Bottom of the third the Phillies get maybe the most improbable moment of the season. Brandon Marsh was on base. And Christian Pache was at the plate and Christian Pache hit a 421 foot home run to center field, uh, an absolute nuke off of Kyle Freeland that again, aided by the wind, but the fact that Christian Pache is hitting home runs for this team is crazy. The dude is actually, uh, we got to take a second for a Christian Pache uh, appreciation moment here, because I want to read you this. You may not be aware of what's going on right now, but the dude's batting 300 on the year with a home run, with three RBIs, with an 850 OPS. He plays a solid outfield. Uh, I've said multiple times, and I watch him and the ice test still tells me, guy's not a major league hitter. But the numbers tell me, He's contributing a little bit. so I don't this is not play Christian Pache hour. I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying now it shouldn't be like a your stomach falls out when you see him coming up in a big spot or when you see him getting inserted as a defensive replacement or anything. No he, currently he's playing like he has value and he went two for three in this game with two RBIs in that big home run uh, that was a huge part of the Philadelphia Phillies being able to win. They don't win that game without Christian Pache. Not a phrase I thought I'd be, uh, be uttering uh this year, or especially at this point in the season, but hey, it is what it is. That's how it happened. Uh, the final line for Christopher Sanchez on this game, by the way, because we're starting to get into the end game, I want to give him his flowers for what he did for the Phillies in a spot start. He went ahead uh, and got a situation. I'm back on the damn Aaron game, <laughs> flipping me back and forth on the ESPN app. Uh, you're looking at a situation where Christopher Sanchez gave you Four and a third innings pitched, uh, five hits, three earned, two walks, five Ks. And a spot start, that's not bad. Getting four full innings or more than four innings worth of work, that's fine. Bullpen has to carry it, and the bullpen did. I mean, look at some of these numbers. Connor Brogdon, one and two-thirds, only one hit allowed. Great effort by him. Gregory Soto, clean inning, one strikeout. Sir Anthony Dominguez, two hits in an inning but two strikeouts. Craig Kimbrell, clean inning, one strikeout. Uh, ended up getting the save, which we'll talk more about later, because as we know, the Phillies already won this game. But yes, the bullpen was really good. When they're going good, this bullpen can be super talented. And hey, funny how when the uh, the starters start going deeper, the bullpen all of a sudden looks better. Yeah, interesting how that works. But that is what we're seeing, and it's what we know to be the case when it comes to how baseball can be easier for pitchers. Now, uh, Christopher Sanchez was, uh, unfortunately, Putting the Phillies in a position where they were in trouble. Uh, Jonathan Daza uh, had an RBI double in the fourth inning to make it uh, two to three because it was three one after that Pache home run. Uh, And then Mike Mustakis has sacked fly to right field. uh, Nick Castellanos couldn't uh, gun out Charlie Blackman at home. So that made it three to three and you're tied up. So what would be the difference in the game? Well, Nick Castellanos again. The guy homered again in the uh, bottom of the sixth, again to left center field. It wasn't the same exact spot, but close enough that you can use the phrase. It's a 4-3 lead for the Philadelphia Phillies. It would end up being the difference, and the Phillies would hold on. And you could tell by the outfielder's reaction as they ran over there towards the wall. The Colorado Rockies outfielders, uh, I forget who was playing center field for them at the time, but he hit the wall. like He was visibly like, how in the world did that ball get out? You could tell that there was a jet stream carrying the ball out to left center. Uh, and now it's kind of ironic guys that play in Coors Field a lot where the ball carries out of there because of the altitude, uh, the altitude all the time, all year long, they're upset about how the ball's carrying. It says it's bank park, but I get it. That ball probably should have stayed in the yard. The wind took it just like that. Four, three Phillies. Phillies end up winning the game. So yes, wind dated, but two home runs from Nick Castellanos, so a huge game from him. Christian Pache, a big two run homer and uh, the Phillies, the pitching effort by trying to, piecemeal together uh, a couple innings at the end there with the bullpen and Christopher Sanchez with the spot start can't get mad at finding that way and you guarantee yourself a split of the series and you give yourself a situation with Zach Wheeler on the mound on Sunday to go ahead and take the series now Sunday game was on Peacock so I understand if you didn't see it but we'll go ahead and we'll run through that uh, of course if you ever want to catch these Phillies games the Phillies play the Seattle Mariners that series starts Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch every pitch of the Phillies Hometown Broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies. So go ahead and make sure you check that out. You can always catch it there, but we'll talk about the Peacock Broadcast and everything going on with that as we wrap up Lock on Phillies. First, though, I want to talk to you about one of our newest sponsors, our friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp is absolutely awesome. So, uh, let me talk to you a little bit about what better help is. Getting to know yourself, it can be a lifelong process, okay? Especially because you're always changing and growing. You're not the same person you were maybe a week ago, much less five years ago, 10 years ago, as you go through the ups and downs of life. It's important. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want, why we react the way we do, all this stuff until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. You may be someone who has tried therapy before and it hasn't worked for them. You may be someone who has never done it before and wants to try for the first time. It doesn't matter. BetterHelp uh, tools this all to you. It's a personal experience. so They want to find the, the therapist that fits best for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which makes it super easy to get started. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Say whoever you're working with isn't working out for you, no hard feelings. You can switch easy like that because it's supposed to be as easy as possible for you to get the better help that you need. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash M L B today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on MLB. Oh, and also, I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Built Bar. Have to, right? Love Built Bar. Maybe you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and calories. Well, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built. You absolutely got to try this. Listen, I've been using Built uh, to get ready for the summer, I just got down under 20% body fat, which is I'm getting closer to beach season mode. And built Bar is a huge part of helping me do that. They taste amazing, right? So when I'm sitting around watching the Phillies play, I'm saying, I want a bag of chips. I want some popcorn. I want some candy. No, I just go ahead and get a Bilt Bar. The taste is great. They got 100% real chocolate, some great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, all that good stuff. But listen to these numbers, okay? Those flavors, a great taste, only 130 calories four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. It'll help you get uh, those muscles retooled. It'll help you slim down all of this good stuff. Everything you're looking to do, Bill Bar can help you do it. Now you don't need to wait to get a box. You don't have to wait for that online order. For years, it's been just online ordering for Bill Bar. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club all that stuff. And you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com. So go ahead and check it all out. Head down to Walmart, head to Sam's club and get a 13 bar bulk box, or you can go to built.com and get it there. Go ahead and try it. If you haven't tried it yet. And if you have re up, you're probably out. They go fast, but you're going to thank me later. If you haven't tried them, check out our friends over at built bar. All right, now recap of the final game of the series for the Philadelphia Phillies. So we're talking about the Zach Wheeler start. Again, the Philadelphia Phillies, just looking at the schedule, you can go ahead and uh, see the Philadelphia Phillies play the Seattle Mariners, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Citizens Bag Park. But if you want to go ahead and listen to that, well, you can go ahead and check out every pitch of the Phillies' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies. Again, that game, 6.40 p.m. uh, tomorrow night Eastern Standard Time. I know I said seven before. It's actually 640. Apologize about that. So the Zach Wheeler start, a little bit more of a comfortable situation. The Phillies win 9-3. They held the Rockies with three runs in three straight games. So that's uh, that's good. You like to see that. That's a pretty solid effort on the mound and defensively. But bottom of the first, we got another milestone moment. We got Nick Castellanos' first home run of the year. Well, first two home runs of the year on Saturday. Sunday, we had Trey Turner's first home run home run so he had a home run to left center in the bottom of the first second batter of the game for the phillies the phillies had already gotten through the top of the first clean one nothing Phils. nice to see turner go yard power looks like it's starting to come back as the weather breaks then cody clemens absolutely pimped one to make it two nothing in the bottom of the third hit a 372 feet uh i didn't know he had pop in him like that but hey look at that so cody clemens nice home run there making his dad roger proud then in the fourth inning well the Phillies run into trouble. And the fourth inning has been a real real tough spot for the Phillies, specifically Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler this year. I don't know what it is, the fourth. They struggled. Wheeler was cruising. He struck out 11 in this game. like He was unbelievable on the mound. And then uh, that fourth inning, you just look at that and say, what in the world happened there? He gave up three runs. The Rockies take a 3-2 lead after uh, Wheeler hit – Jonathan Daza uh, in the hand with the bases loaded, forcing a run. Castro sacrifice fly, forcing a run. Tovar, single to right. Uh, CJ Crone scores three to two. Rocky, just like that. The two solo home runs by the Phillies don't matter. Like Oz oh, Wheeler in trouble. Well, he works out of the inning. Then the Phillies load the bases in the bottom of the fourth. J.T. remuto grounded into a fielder's choice. Uh, so he beat it out the first. That's a run scored there. Alec Boehm grounded out. Another fielder's choice, but another run scored. It's 4-3 to three in the bottom of the fourth, so Wheeler's off the hook for the loss. Still in the game, Wheeler ended up throwing a total of six innings even, so he got through six. That's great to see. Saves the bullpen a little bit. Uh, and then a uh, Alec Boehm doubled to center, scored JT Rimbuno. Bryson Stott hit a home run late, and then Brandon Marsh in the eighth inning hit a two-run home run to score Christian Pache. So those two late home runs by Stott and by Pache, uh, both two run shots actually sorry both two run home runs really extended the lead like 5-3 you feel all right with how the Phillies bullpen had been throwing in the series and how the Rockies offense had been playing but two late two run home runs were beautiful to see the Phils end up hitting four home runs in the game with Turner uh Cody Clemens Bryson Scott, and Brandon Marsh all homering. so that's all good news and those young players man they're really carrying a boom Stott and Marsh were the ones who finished off the series, which was nice to see for the Philadelphia Phillies. So uh, all in all, a good series. Now, the Seattle Mariners, we're going to talk more about them in tomorrow's episode. They've been struggling lately, so we'll give you a little bit of preview of that series, and we'll talk about how the Philadelphia Phillies can keep this momentum going, but they're one game away from getting back to 500. That's nice. It's a bounce back. Weird start to the year, but this Colorado series felt like a get right one, and they could certainly, the Phillies being they, could certainly use a couple more wins against the Mariners before they see the Astros coming up this weekend in Houston. And Astros have been struggling too, but they're still the Astros. So we'll see. An interesting week for the Phillies, a chance to get above 500 if they stay hot. Uh, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this team comparatively to how I was about a week ago. So, all good. Good things. Fun weekend for the Phillies, fun weekend for Philadelphia sports. And again, we're back at it tomorrow and off night tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's Monday when I'm recording this. So go ahead and check out the Phillies and the Mariners playing tomorrow night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch every pitch of the Phillies' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies. That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. Again, tomorrow we'll talk about the struggling Mariners and how the Phillies can keep this momentum going as they head into a series with uh, with opponents we don't see all that often for the Pacific Northwest. But you're playing every team this year, so you get to see uh, – the Mariners, and one of the young, exciting teams in baseball. It'll be fun. Hopefully the Phillies can still win. I'll talk to you tomorrow to preview that series on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.